Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. All right. You are now listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 18, recorded live in front of an audience at the Phoenix in central London with my very special guests, Doc Brown and Asim Chowdhury. Thank you to everyone that came down and packed out that theatre on September the 17th. You are all fucking sick. Big up Seb White for recording the show. A couple things. The first 10 minutes, there's a little bit of a buzz in the microphone. Don't worry about that. Don't be put off. Don't go stopping the podcast and all that shit. It goes away and it's fucking sick. This podcast is sponsored by my brand new album, This Is Where It Gets Good. It is out right now on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, all of that good shit. Make sure you go listen share it enjoy it watch the new video for the single trouble featuring koji radical and takura and it's out on vinyl as well so if you want all of those things just go online go to thelastskeptic.com and if you love the podcast give it a little five star rating i appreciate that you're the best enjoy this blah 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 all that shit all right so more importantly we're going to do a little mic check and then we're going to introduce and we're going to go right in and get fucking wasted on this beautiful sunday night so asim if you could check your mic for me please check microphone check it's really meek sorry it's super <laughs> hey who's ready to have a fucking good time <laughs> so pathetic no yeah mic check you could do it uh, think hip-hop you yeah. could do this you are screaming <laughs> hello this is me checking this one <laughs> hello, hello. How's that, Seb? One, two, one, two. Yeah, sounds All right, good. Cool. Is it really? Can you really hear me drinking when I do this? Kind of. <laughs> it's really great. You can hear what my mouth sounds it's, like. It's not loud enough. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> Very moist. Super Sorry. moist. <laughs> All right, we're in business. Um, so with great pleasure, I'm going to introduce. Thanks for trying podcast episode 18. With my very special guest, Asim Chowdhury and Doc Brown, make some noise. All right. Um, thank you both so much for being here. Like, I really appreciate that. Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was actually quite hard. Yeah. To get, to get here. <laughs> I had to do a lot of shit to, 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 to make sure I was here. I know you actually changed flights, man. And I really I appreciate flights. that. Yeah, I also realized I'd totally double booked this with something else. So yeah, change that. Yeah, as this well. factual. I, made I appreciate the love, man. I mean, yeah. I haven't slept for two nights. <laughs> um, but that is not going to affect my performance in any negative way. I think. Yeah, good. Because I think good. last time I was way too overexcited. Last so. time, was anyone here last time for the last... I said a lot of shit that you could technically describe as libelous. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. 
I it did not. Edited. It did not go out. I was in the edit. I was in the edit. You, you came to my I house. I was that scared. And we had to sit together. Uh, we had Ed Scrine on the last podcast, and he he uh, literally was so PR. He was so Hollywood, wasn't he? He was, was super like, Hollywood, yeah. and uh, he was cool. And you said a lot of shit. <laughs> I said some fucked up shit, man. I think I slandered the BBC, ABC, <laughs> yeah, Australia. Anyone that you can imagine. Individuals by name. That it was, shit. It was, it was actually shocking. <laughs> so, Asim, you've got a big big role to fill here. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with him. I'm like, last time I did it, it was just in your, your house. And then yeah. afterwards, I had to tell you to do a few edits, but this is live. So if I say some fucked up shit, I need like the men in black thing that you just like, yeah, just yeah, forget yeah, that, yeah. didn't say that. Thank you. Let's move on. Thank you. Well, anything is possible. And where Hello. were you last night then? What was, what was happening? I was in Oslo in Norway. Uh, yeah, I was doing a gig at a place called The Spectrum. Okay. Um, and then, you know, sometimes the adrenaline kicks in after the gig and you're just like, I want to eat yeah. Norway. So yeah. I just, yeah. Kind very of went, expensive. Went very expensive. It was task. an expensive meal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and was it your show? Was it Rick, with Ricky? It, no, I was opening for Ricky. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Sick. I, I can't really pull in nine and a half thousand just off on the hoof. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> and how how has touring been with Ricky? What's what's been going it's on? It's been great, man. You know, it's he's like the best boss to have because he gives you space. He, like if you want to fly out a day earlier mm. or a day later, you can. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it a day later, so you miss the show entirely. <laughs> I mean, like fly home a day okay, later. Cool. Yeah, good. But good. Uh, that's you know really kind saying. of him. That's yeah, really like nice. super chill. You don't even yeah. have to do just the a job. Holiday, I'm just really. going to pay you. Cool. Um, just whenever you're ready, bro. Yeah. Talking, man. <laughs> Fine. And you know, he only chooses like cities where he knows it's going to be like you know a nice place to visit a good time you know so it's just it is it's the easiest job i've ever had it, it, at least in stand up it's the yeah. easiest job great i got nothing to lose no one's come to see me so <laughs> do you know what i mean <laughs> i could technically be shit and it'll still be fine yeah how Which often is, are you shit um i reckon i've been shit on this tour once and even that well, it um, was it wasn't that shit what ha- what happened on this one time i'm trying to i just i just wasn't Sometimes I'm just not quite ready because, mm. like, I don't I don't do enough stand up. So sometimes I'm so loose. I'm just like, I just like, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Mm. I don't really know what I'm gonna do, but I'm sure it'd be should be classic. Yeah. <laughs> and you just can't you can't be that you know loose with an art form that is actually really complicated. Oh yeah. Because the the thing about Stand up, you know, we were talking backstage about fights, right? Yeah, stand up, yeah, yeah. in, in some ways, is similar to a fight. Like, when it goes wrong, there's this moment, you know, when you get punched in the face yeah. and everything changes. Yeah, that's like yeah. every mm. you fall All that shit control. talking you were talking before. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> yeah. And it's similar to that. Like you think, oh, yeah, I'll just do this and it'll be fine. Mm. And then when there's no reaction or even worse, a negative reaction, it can be like a, like a body blow and suddenly mm. your knees go, you forget what's coming next and it, it can really end in, in something It's tough horrific. to come back from that. Like. It really is. Yeah. So like I don't really die anymore on stage but I, I can be like, meh. I was expecting <laughs> a lot more from and that then guy. you have to sit out the rest of yeah, the set. Yeah, yeah. So there was, one, there was one a bit like that but on the whole it's been fucking great. Asim, have you ever done stand-up? I've never done stand-up. I used to do, I used to battle rap back in the day. Of course. At like, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've died on stage a few times while battle rapping and it's kind of like doing stand-up, but it's yeah. like, imagine if you had two stand-ups and the other guy, basically you're battling a heckler. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> you're battling a heckler. So like, I, I, and it was so weird. I'm, 
we were talking about like how sometimes when you meet people, mm. like I, I met this guy I was at Bestival and I met this guy I went uni with him. And sometimes, sometimes people just have this vibe which just makes you uncomfortable. Like they, and he, was, he, went to, he was in my class at uni and like, I loved you. I did film and broadcast at uni and I thought me and my boys, we, went, we came from like West London and we weren't like three or four of us at the same uni. Which uni was it? Which was uh, London Metropolitan, it's shit. But anyway, <laughs> and he was like, he was like, oh, bruv, yeah, big up, bruv, yeah, I'll be see what you've been doing. He's like, yeah. how the fuck do you not do that? Because you know what fuck ups in, in uni. He's like, you lot used to be in the back, take, like taking the piss and laughing. And we did do that. Yeah. But at the same time, we worked fucking hard. Like, mm. we put the work in for our, you know, our documentary, our short film. Like, we, we got good grades. But on the surface of it, we were like just fucking around. But it's the mm. way he said it. He was like, yeah. I don't know how you lot achieved anything I in life. I hate it when people And do he that just had shit. this negative energy that I just wanted to. Just like, it made me feel like anxious, like yeah. just chatting to him. I could feel like I was almost just like. Did you want to battle? Have a, you want to battle? Yeah, I was gonna be like, "Yo, check that, <laughs> fuck it." <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it was a it was a weird energy. And yeah. It was just like you meet somebody. And I was just saying, like, I don't want to fucking drop names or whatever. Yeah, but Ooh. sometimes you meet like these big, big celebs, and you think, "Fuck, he's gonna be like this and that." Like Doc Brown. Like, yo, Doc yeah. Brown. But you know, but it, it seems to be like the bigger people are like it, it, they're just so cool and yeah, just like yeah, normal, yeah. and you just like. And then you meet the people who are kind of like. You know, maybe feel like they were hard done by. I got mm. the victim mentality, and they kind of, they, they kind of like, they, they, they put that shit on you, that yeah. negative yeah. energy. So it just made me feel weird. But he was like, being like, yeah, you were a fuck up in union. I was like, no, it wasn't, man. I got a fucking two. So you saying off. this guy was a. a- <laughs> A celebrity of some sorts. No, no this he guy. Was, he, he was just the, a regular the, the guy. The positive experience was right. with a celebrity. Good. The okay, positive, and fine, this one was, he was doing social media like, trying oh, to get right. me to do a Snapchat for oh, him. Shit. But he was kind of like, yeah, bruv, yeah, how you been? But it was kind of oh, that alpha no. male shit where they kind of be like, yeah, bruv, yeah, let me get a picture. <laughs> and it's like patting you on the back really hard and be like, yeah, no, but it's never for him. Oh, it's like, no. yeah, my boy loves you. My girlfriend loves you. It's never him. I saw. What do you want the picture then? I saw a dude that I went... I saw a dude that I went to um, to sick form with, and he was um, selling sponges on the roundabout. I was, you do. Dri- I was in Chingford. I was driving home from Chingford, and we recognised each other. He came to the window. He's like, "Ah, oh, what's going on?" I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, cool, man. What's happening?" He's like, "Oh, just you know, this and that, doing a bit of this, a bit of that, and like, yeah, sponge, sponges, 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 sponge, 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 sponge Bob, mate. His name was Bob, and he Sorry. goes, that he goes to ideal. me, he goes to me." I see you on live at the Apollo, bro. Bring me in. <laughs> and I was just like, I got a killer sponge routine, bro. It what? fucking kills, bro. <laughs> bro, what are you going to bring me in? It works. I'm actually almost down. Like, I'm, I'm intrigued to know. <laughs> yeah, okay. How? What Did you, you ask bring him, to the like, table? yeah. Did you ask him? I asked. I said. I said to him, "Why? Well, like, what are you doing?" And it was just this, just non-stop list of random shit. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Blah blah. blah I've got this going on. My friend's got this. Blah, blah, blah. It was just like it made no sense. And I was like, I'm still struggling. Those to know three. How I work those that into three my words. Routine. Bring me in. Bring me in. Is part of the weasel manifesto. Yeah. They don't. They yes. don't know what they're gonna do. Yes. They just want you to bring them yes. in. You're like, okay, what, you're like, what can you do? It doesn't make any sense. No. My mum does that sometimes. My mum, like, when I'm like, I'm like, oh, my, no, I swear, my mum, well. I'm doing a documentary, oh, I'm, I'm writing a documentary right now yeah. called Cocky Brown Boy. And it's all about, Excellent. like, it's focused on Prince Deseem and then the, the impact Prince Deseem had on me growing up seeing this cocky brown boy mm. who could back it up, talk shit, yeah. talented, hated by everyone, vilified. But not just that, but it goes back to, like, you know, 
fucking Chris Eubank, Mike Tyson, Ali, Jack Johnson, all these cocky ethnic boys, yeah? yeah. And who could back it up. And, and I was telling my mum about it, she was like, that's brilliant, that's brilliant, you're doing something. You know, that inspired me to be yeah. a, my character is a cocky Asian guy yeah. who can, he can't back it up. But you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> but like comically he can. But then I was telling my mum, she was like, that's great, that's a really good idea. Bring me in. <laughs> <laughs> She's so like, I can what? do something, I can and do something, how? I can do something. That's funny, because that, my mum does that as well, but not for herself. She does it for random family members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. So whenever I, she's like, what are you doing right now? I say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm acting in this, or I'm working on this show, or blah, blah, blah. And she go, oh, that would be perfect for Darren. Yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect yeah. for Darren. Bring Darren in. I'm just going to yeah. bring Darren to work. <laughs> bring Darren to work bring day. Bring Darren to work That's day. That's a day. Hi, this is Darren. Um... <laughs> Man. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, so we'll, we'll, you know, we have to talk about, obviously, people just do nothing. We have to speak about it. Um, it's fucking incredible. The new season is, is incredible. How, do you, how are you feeling, like, with the, the reaction? It's obviously, like, snowballed through the seasons. Can we have a right. round of applause for people just do yeah, nothing before we go any further? Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah that's, you know, that's, that's, all, that's all my brothers, you know what I mean? I can't take... I mean, I'll take that, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, it's uh, that's all my brothers. It's, it's a team yeah. effort, like, and it's it's unique because, like, you know, Doc knows you. You know, we're all boys from back in the day, and yeah. just to do something together, like, you know, I mean, like, to do something and something we love, mm. and for it to be received and to get on a fourth series on BBC, it's incredible. Now comedy, BBC it doesn't happen for any type BBC of TV these days. It, it doesn't happen. So, yeah. and, and it got to a point where, like, we feel like we're we're going to do one more series, by the way, and that's it. So we're doing the fifth series and then we're finishing Has it. Has that been announced yet? Yeah, 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 okay, we're, cool. yeah. We're going to do one more I think series. that's a good it's idea. Still, but it's, I'm, I'm announcing it now. It's not official. We might be like, <laughs> they might come with that bag. <laughs> and then might, I, might bag. I might retract this statement. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, but it's, yeah, it's amazing. And we, we're about, it's, it's a lot. It's a long time to do one thing for a long time. And it's yeah. a beautiful thing. But like, you, you know, man, as an actor, as, as a creative, like, you want to do other stuff as yeah, well. And like, even though I know that this character is going to define me for the rest of my life and I'm completely fine with people screaming peanut dust at me on the street. <laughs> yeah. The same way Brent will always be, Gervais will always yeah. be Brent. Coogan will always be Partridge. Mm -hmm. You know, these are characters that are like, I'm not comparing myself to them, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I think uh, you maybe fucking a little should. Bit. Yeah, fuck No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you I'm did. Saying, you did. It, it, it yeah, defined, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, <laughs> I kind of did. If you um, I am. <laughs> Coogan yeah. won the Coogan got the bath off me, so it's fine, all right. I'm over it, obviously over it. But no, no, it, it's cool. But at the same time, like, and you love it, and you love mm. the love. But and you know, it's restrictive at the like, end of the day yeah. if you've got I, I, other I ideas. But I remember Doc wrote this piece. I think it was for the Guardian, or but it was when you were talking about. And sounds, you said this is right. like three, four years ago. Mm. And he said that people just people don't know that people just nothing. And this is his words. Mm. <laughs> and he said it's one of the most important comedies in yeah. terms of like, and people don't realize because we were still very niche back then. Mm -hmm. And Doc's been known for time, you know. He's, That's beautiful. And, and to hear that kind of stuff from a respected comedian, you know, someone yeah. that you look up to, fucking, you know, we watch this guy. An old person is No, one. no, not at all. <laughs> not even that, but from the hip hop days, because obviously we're all UK hip hop, you know what yeah, I mean? Obviously. But like, obviously. you know what I mean? So it, 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 it's, it's an honor um, to know that it's had an impact on culture. Anything you do, whether it's music, mm. film, comedy, mm. if you have an impact on culture, and, you know, it, it, it's an amazing thing. But yeah. I, I think at the same time, you know, it's, 
it, it's kind of like you do want to do new stuff as well. Yeah, it's that course. urge of being like, I can do more. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like people get hurt by it because when, even when people meet me, like you lot hear me, I'm not talking like this, I'm not Chabot the G. Yeah. Sometimes it's a bit like, oh God, uh, he's just a normal prayer. Like, do, uh. do, you, do you feel typecast? Do you feel like that, that I, there's an issue there? I, I, I've basically, I used to. Yeah. And then my agent, like, you know, I kind of told her that like, I don't want to do any shopkeeping roles. I don't want to yeah. pay the, I don't want to, I don't want to be the kebab boss, man. I want to yeah. create my own material. And that's yeah. what I'm doing now. Yeah. And that's powerful. But at the same time, it's, it's almost a gift and a curse. You create yeah, characters that's such. Such a great yeah. character, whatever, but like you, you people are gonna want that or a version of that. You don't know how yeah. many offers I've got or scripts I've seen that are like, okay, so we want you to play this guy, right? Um he's like a bit of an entrepreneur, and I'm like, <laughs> you want a Primark to buddy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a yeah. blessing, but didn't, didn't Riz spoke about that as well, didn't he? He was like, the, the roles that he's getting offered, 100%. a shopkeeper, taxi driver. Like, and then you create it now. When you talk yeah. about Riz Ahmed, you don't think about him no. as an Asian actor. Mate, Fucking, you think of him as a great actor. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's, and, and that is so powerful. Exactly. And you know, I'm not, I'm nowhere near that. But you know, people, like I said, I'm watching these guys. It's like mm. inspirational. Yeah. So it just makes us want to do more and more. But you have to create more. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you know, you're only as good as your last project. Yeah. So, but at the same time, you've got to be grateful for any impact you have on culture because that's really rare. And cr- chronologically for me, your last project took me by surprise because I was on the plane to Oslo two days ago and um, they were like, now it's time for the um, oh, safety. Fuck. British Airways. Yeah, oh, the safety yeah. announcement. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I, know, I know the seatbelt you clip it in I'm good you know um, but then the TV screens came down mm. and it was Asim yeah with with to Edge of Four and Tandy Ian, McKellen, Ian McKellen Thandy Newton <laughs> is it Thandy or Tandy no, it's Tandy but, it's Tandy. but I call it Thandy, Thandy. Thandy. Yeah. and I'm not just saying this because you're here it's genuinely because they always try and make them like yeah. quirky or funny it's genuinely the only funny safety thing that I've ever yeah. seen on a plane. That was the plan. It was yeah. really fucking good. You know what, bruv? I, I wrote that with the geek. Okay, so he used to be the creative director of Saatchi and Saatchi. Mm. And these, I, I love Mad Men. I don't know if anyone watches Mad Men. Yeah, Mad Men's great But show. I fucking love advertising, even though it's yeah. fucking soulless and it's the straight up Lucifer's it's work. It's psychology. Yeah. It's psychology, yeah. but they're selling you a hap- happiness, but in, yeah. in a form of a lie. Well, no, no, a lie in form of happiness. I but want that lie. This guy, he, he, he came up with that. You know, remember that advert that was that? Have it. You know, when like um, Peter K kicks oh, the ball. Oh yeah, John Smith. He came up with that, bro. Yeah, John Smith. And like, he's done loads of shit. Okay. But he, I, I, I did this with him and they, their whole thing was making a safety video that you pay attention to. Because really it is, I don't know about you lot, but I did this video and I still don't really know what would happen if a plane crashed. <laughs> no fucking idea. I never pay attention. Yeah. All I know is that never. some dangly shit. Dude, I was, in front of my I, was in, I was in the exit seat and the guy was like, just to make you aware, you know, if we yeah. crash, like you're the man. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, but you, you know, like, <laughs> you don't I, listen. I, I found this out recently that, that someone said, oh, well, you know, the reason they ask you to bend forward and put yeah, the brace be, position. Brace position. That's because they want to pre- like preserve your dental records. Just think so, because everyone will die anyway. God. So they want to just make stop, sure your teeth man. are intact. So after oh. that, I was like, why the fuck am I doing brace? position that's not gonna save my life no so but dark. the the concept of the ad if you haven't seen it if you haven't been on ba recently is great he's like a casting director and yeah. he's got all these hollywood megastars doing the lines that you always hear you know about the high heels on the the inflatable slide and shit that's the most important one yeah 
And he's just, with all of them, he's just like, yeah, you know, could have been better, could have been better. You know, to like Ian McKellen and shit is great. And then he's slightly pervy with the uh, actresses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. But the, 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 the best bit of that, they didn't put it in, but it was in the, it was in the behind the scenes. But it was, uh, you know, Warwick Davies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you lot know Warwick Davies? The... Is it midget or... T- t- <laughs> No, he's not. I want to be PC. I want to be PC. Dim- diminutive. We were talking about dwarves well, backstage. Well, basically, the, the concept was, I was like, wouldn't it be really funny if, like, Chibuddy didn't give a fuck about any of these people, Gordon Ray, didn't know who the fuck they were, but Warwick Davis walks in the room and he's like, oh my God, it's Warwick Davis. And I was like, mate, listen, I've got an idea for you, yeah? Reboot of twins, yeah? Me and you, mate, yeah? And it was so funny. And they, like, it, I think it will come out eventually. But yeah, oh, he God. is the safest guy, man. He's lovely, isn't he? He's a safe guy, man. Yeah. Also, that would be an amazing film. Twins, the reboot. That movie will come. I, there, there was there was talk of it, wasn't there? But I don't get what was the thing behind twins. So a man was pregnant. Was that it? No, no, no. no, no, no. That was Junior. That was Junior. junior. Yeah. Was that Schwarzenegger as well? That was Schwarzenegger as well. I'm getting and then... my porn and my films mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> Easily done. <laughs> twins was Arnie. I mean, you guys can help me out film, but it was a bit of his, a bit of him, right? Hannah, you know this. It was right? the run. I don't know. The leftover, the leftover. Oh, he was the, so Arnie. They won't be able to make that film into today's PC. You know? I always said that about me and Ed. I was like, "This is this is twins." Anytime <laughs> I stand next to Ed, but you, yeah, that's a that's a reboot yeah. waiting, waiting to happen. Yeah. We should we should take a moment to like publicly acknowledge what Ed Scrine oh, did yeah. recently. Because have you yeah. heard about this shit? Everyone's let, yeah. let, just 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 to to get it mm. in some kind of context. Very recently, there was a, a movie version of uh, Ghost in the Shell, and oh. Scarlett Johansson played the uh, the lead role in what really should have been an Oriental actor of some kind, you know. And yeah. um, I think it's fair to say that she probably didn't need to make the film. She probably could have passed yeah. on that and taken another film. Ed Skrein is somebody who's on the come up, really. You know, yeah. he's. He's he's huge, but he's gonna be way huger, right? I mean, he's mm. he's on his way yeah, up yeah, to yeah. mega star. Next Bond, bro. Next so it's important. This is what I said to him. It's important that he takes these big opportunities and and becomes more widely known as a great actor that he is. Mm. And it, that opportunity came along in the shape of a, a, a comic a, mm. of, of Hellboy. And he hadn't read the comic, but when he read the comic after he'd taken the part, he realized that the part it was Asian. The character uh, wasn't white. Yeah, it was J- Japanese. And he walked American. away. From the movie, yeah, madness. The money walked away from the money. <laughs> I mean, I just I couldn't believe it when I saw the statement. Well, we, we were I was just so briefly, impressed. We briefly, briefly, we briefly about talked it. about it, and, and I shut it down to yeah, save it for the podcast. It. And what I think is, it's so commendable and it's yeah. amazing. And he just he just played a little tiny part in my short film that I've done. You know, right. Nothing, you know what I mean? Just came down and fucking killed yeah. it. He's, he's a guy. lovely guy. He's, you know what I mean? He's a he's he's a G. Yeah. But I think what there's some people might say, oh, it's a dumb move, bruv. You fucking turned down <laughs> money. A lot of people will say that, and mm. you know, it's their opinion. It's you can see it from what angles. But this move has put him in a new position. Yeah. yeah. Casting directors will see him in a new light after and he, this. And he has to be taken seriously. And yeah. he, you lot know him, and you know yeah. that that is no no. It's not a PR stunt. No, of course not. I mean, when because I had. I had dinner at his house before I left for LA, so this was about a month ago, and he just accepted the role for Hellboy, mm. and he was super excited about it. And it, 
you know, I was fucking excited about it for him. And he's a comic book guy. Yeah. Like he, you know, he reads it, but he hadn't, he, he didn't know that history and he didn't know the, the, the nature of, of, you know, I mean, the guy, the character's an SAS, XAS, SAS, uh, soldier. So, it, so you kind of assume cause he's Japanese yeah, American, but you right? didn't, yeah. didn't know. So yeah. I don't know. I think it was, I'm very proud of him yeah, just amazing. as a, as a proud, friend. It, and, it's, you know yeah. what I mean? I just, it, so did you know, did you know he's got an identical twin? I mean, well, is the twin calling up Hellboy and be like, listen, is that Ross? <laughs> 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 you know what to this day I've still never met his twin like after being mates for about 12 14 years yeah maybe I have all those you times that he was bored of maybe, me maybe Ed was like oh it's Corin again Rich yeah, yeah, yeah. you go you go I got shit can't do another night with this guy some that sister, explains sister shit. a lot that's some sister sister shit right there man sister sister <laughs> but no my, my brother gets it you know and I don't think we look that, that alike no nah. But there's, so, there's an extra, I don't want to try and get some pity here, but I think there's yeah. a little extra edge of racism for mixed race Brits. Like, why do we, like, I know that all black people look the same. <laughs> uh, we've all, we all heard that one, right? But with, with mixed heritage dudes, it's like anyone. It's like, oh, you're Kieran oh, no. Gibbs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what? That is an exceptionally fit. 22 year old man I do not look Dude, like Kieran dog, dog, dog. He's literally anyone, just dog. I hear brown you. I hear you yeah He's but... literally just brown That is it Yo like, when we were together That time Do you remember me You and Ed went to see um, uh, Fucking We went to that, that forum To the show Oh R- Rally Richie Rally Richie And then oh. And then like Me and Ed were just chilling Getting oh a drink Oh my god And that guy came up to you And was like I know you You're from TV He was like Reggie Yates. <laughs> Reggie Yates. All right, wait, wait, wait. Get what? Can I just interject, yeah? I totally hear that. All right, but you got to remember, yeah? You mixed race brothers are buff, yeah? You lot are good looking. We're you know what I fucking way. get every way. day on Twitter, yeah? Any fat Asian bear with a beard. <laughs> Chibani, I just spotted you down the road, bruv. Uh, that is, yeah, that's He's fine. not even buff and light skin. You know what I mean? <laughs> the only... no, but I get it. it. It totally works. And like, I don't even entertain them anymore. But it is like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's nuts. It's like... That, that's the reason why I got rid of the beard. Because every, every fat guy with a beard... I remember you sent me that picture. I sent you the picture oh of like... My, I found a picture oh of in LA days. that was so similar to, to Asim that was incredible. Well, this, but this in a first, positive way. This is way. the first one, yeah. Normally I get any Asian bro, yeah? yeah. Any, any chubby Asian guy with a beard, they send me a picture and be like, oh, yeah. you're chilling with your buddy. Yeah? But... <laughs> I did it with Corin, a precursor. I did it with a precursor. Corin, I was like, I hate it when people do this. I'm sorry. No, but you was beautiful because Corin sent me this picture. Now, maybe, I don't know. We can't show it now. But anyway, if you see this picture, yeah, it was literally like, you know, what's that, um, that BBC One show where they go back in the day and they look for the ancestry and all that? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you yeah. are, yeah? Basically, it, it was, was so like this regal. Persian prince or something yeah. from the 16th century, yeah? yeah My that. man was spot on, yeah? <laughs> and like, you know, normally, if you look, wait, the thing is, you got to look at, you got to look at features. If you're not, if you haven't got a racist mind, yeah, you yeah. gotta look at look at the nose, look at the yeah. no no but for real, look at the yeah. lip, no, look you. at the eyes, yeah, yeah. look at the face shape, look at the bone yeah. structure. Yeah. That's where someone looks the same. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. It's not yeah. a yeah. Uh, this guy's mixed race. Mm. Yeah. He is Reggie Yates. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's like you gotta look into detail, and like that is, I yeah. just think it's like a standard thing that we should do. As Handsome humans, guy yeah. too. Definitely. Handsome motherfucker like me. Yeah. Yeah. And why are you not laughing? <laughs> 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 no, but he sent it to me. I got to tell you, Corinne. Yeah. Yeah. My new. Thing that I'm doing for Channel 4, yeah. right? So it's a new character, my new character after Chibuddy G, yeah. Mm. 
So he, I'm not going to give away too much. But anyway. Chabadi H. Mm. Chabadi H. <laughs> it's next level. But it's like, yeah. it's made it, that picture has made it into no. that show. Oh, shit. So I'm just saying, yeah, it was that spot on. Like, you I'm, know. I'm proud. I'm that's, really that's happy what I that. want. I want pictures that look like me. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I can be like, oh, and it, it looks so much like me that I, I will start questioning my. The heritage. Yeah, because yeah. my family does go back to the Arabs and all that, mm. like Persians. Mm. So it could, it you could never actually know, be. Bruv. You never know. I'm glad I sent it. Or it could just be a fat bro with a beard. Hey, <laughs> he was. He was like wedge. He was wedge. He was tall. He had a man. fucking sword, right? He I'm sure he had a sword. <laughs> he had a sword, bro. But he, he was also wedge, but happy. elegant. He had like long silky hair. And like, <laughs> I want to show you a lot of the pictures. It doesn't work when you don't. You see know, the we'll pictures. find it. We'll find it at the piss break, and we'll we'll show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll show. show just go around everyone and be like, hey, check this out. <laughs> um, Tag me. Do you find do you find annoying? I know we spoke about it on the last podcast about a, about a year ago. We did you and yeah. Koji Radical. We did I love that by the way, bro. You know why? Because I didn't I, I didn't know who I I wasn't familiar with Koji's music. Oh, he's yeah. incredible. And since then, since we did that podcast, bro, I'm like a fanboy, yeah. bro. He's I amazing, man. He's bro, incredible. He is incredible, and I feel like still not enough people know about him. No, yeah. and he's like, yeah. he's kind of like our Kendrick. He's like he's he's yeah. incredible. He's he's sort of transcends Super rap. Diverse. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He, he feels like an all-round artist. He is. Mm. That's exactly special. what it is. And I love that because what Corin does is that he brings people from different... I mean, I guess this is a little bit similar because we're in comedy, but we're in different... Completely yeah. different kind of, you know. Yeah. But because of that, I learned about this guy. Thank you. He learned about me. Yeah, And exactly. we're friends now. That was beautiful about that podcast is neither of you knew about each no. other. Yeah. And then you came in and we got fucking wasted. We got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. Fans yeah, done. It was great. It was That's great. Beautiful. It was fucking beautiful. That's why it's lovely to have you two together. Like, when was the last time you actually saw each other? Was it recently? Uh, we bumped into each other at the premiere of Moonlight. Yeah, Moonlight oh, screening yeah, with the director. It was memorable for two reasons. One, because <laughs> me and my wife and Asim and his girlfriend spent a, a, a worryingly long time trying to find an alcoholic beverage after the uh, after the event. <laughs> Um, and it, it was bordering on desperation. We just called it. There was no we called booze. it a night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, we were on the South Bank, and it's just like it's, oh, it's, it's dead. just dead. It's just dead. dead after a certain hour. So we we fucked it off. But it's also memorable because <laughs> there was a Q and A with the director mm. and the writer who also wrote the play that the movie is based on. It, it so was that was incredible. an amazing yeah, moment to yeah. to to meet with these guys who you know, had created something with no money. It just, it was just very inspirational. Yeah. But they had the Q&A, so people were coming up with questions. And my man, Asim, like, had a question that he was, like, desperate to get across. Yeah. And he knew the host as well. well so I, okay, he that... started off ballsy, like, yeah. my questions is getting asked yeah. and answered. That's guaranteed. Yeah. And he never got <laughs> he I got Boyd, I got Boyd, I got Boyd. By your boy. He was screwing for ages. You oh, mean? I was saying to Doc, it's like that. That's a sick question, bro. It was like, you know, when like, I don't know if you've like, ever been in a fight or anything, but it's like, I've been in a few fights and you get fucked. I've been fucked. I've lost a few fights. And I always like, in my head, I'm always thinking of like, oh, bro, I should have fucking ducked that hook and ducked that. And then I, I would have fly kicked and like, I choreographed the fight in my mind. What should have happened? And the yeah. whole night I was just fuming. I was like, oh man, I would have asked that question. It would have 
banged. I would have got a great laugh. <laughs> and I'll say to Doc, Always. and the questions were shit. And I was like, your question's shit. Do you mate. remember what question they hater. asked? I was such a hater that night. Do you remember what question they asked? I don't know. All I can remember is the rage. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the, the rage, rage that he I had. I think vaguely, I mean, who's seen, has anyone seen Moonlight here? Of course. So I, what I You think, really should what, watch that film as well. I think it was it was about the I'm question surprised. of how important it was that scene when that scene when his mother in that care home and they're talking about and it was about him letting go or something I can't yeah. remember it was some arty bullshit a... <laughs> I was trying to sound smart but it, yeah I basically didn't get to ask and it was one of those moments where yeah. like, and everyone here should go see Moonlight oh, by the mate. way because yeah, it's it really incredible, is amazing. incredible incredible piece of cinema and also the soundtrack like and, every, and everything about and it listen, is, I'm is just amazing listen I'm a big Jay-Z fan yeah like and I don't I don't mean like from back in the day you've seen I've this Moonlight video and bruv that's what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. but I first heard the track yeah. and it was like the, the track the first you got to hear his new album it's a grown up first time mm. if you're a Jay-Z fan you've listened to him for years and he literally he's a great lyricist he's mm. everything but he never talks about his personal life ever mm, yeah. like this he talks about bitches shit. he talks about making money and he's brilliant at it and he's a fucking poet and one of the greatest of all time but on this album he's dissing himself he like, fucking crazy. it's mm, so mm. fucking self-loathing yeah. but to in, in a progressive way yeah. he, he, he treats himself like shit on this mm. album he literally like because he cheated on his missus it's like so allegedly mate it, 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 and so famously yeah and it's like you know we all think of it as, as some sensationalism kind of celebrity shit but his kids are going to grow up and yeah. they're going to see that shit yeah. with Solange in the lift and google yeah. it and think oh well Arnie beat up dad because he cheated on mum yeah like, that's not fun bro like, so you, know you know think I mean? it my, wasn't my, my, you my, think my, it was real oh bro I think it, what was real the, the cheating the, the everything 100% oh yeah I mean if you've, you've seen you the footage the of yeah, Solange yeah, of course. you've seen the footage of Solange in the lift yeah yeah, and that's not there's, fair, there's not there's not a woman alive it's, exactly. it, who it, if if I've been in an altercation like that with with a woman, there's no question it was it was not staged. 100%. I did some stupid <laughs> shit. That's your sister. Like, that's your sister, and you, you know like, what I mean. I, I should have got yeah. kicked in the nuts for no yeah. question. And he that deserves shit was it. Real. And he I recognized it. it. Yeah. I felt like yeah. I'd been there. <laughs> and, and, on, and on this album on this album he's completely honest about it you know yeah. he's like talking about when his kids grow up and they find out that he did that I can't live with this he's like for yeah. a menage a trois it was a threesome kinky but you know what I mean yeah. like he, 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 he's so honest on the album yeah, but yeah. he has that still that element of lyricism yeah. beats and that fire. Moonlight song's very satisfying because oh, I, the one thing I did want amongst all that personal stuff I did want him to just say something about rubbish rappers. He, he, I just, it really made me feel good. Yeah, same. That, that, that bit in the chorus that's like, I don't know who is who. I don't know who is who. I'm just so fucking confused. Yeah. That's how I feel like, if you're old and you listen to, you still listen to rap. Yeah. And you like, and people are like, oh, have you heard little fucking stomachache? And you're like, oh God. <laughs> Who who who's this guy now? It's so, and I have but, to know him to be able to to fuck this girl and be relevant to this guy. That's a great. It's name. so oh, true. God, so I'm just so Such tired. It's like the chorus, the, like the first cake. the first lines of that song is "We living in La La Land, even when we win, we're gonna lose." And obviously, you don't mm. know that La La Land was given the best film Oscar, yeah. and then yeah, they were Moonlight won levels. And the song's called Moonlight, so he's talking about we living in La La Land, this celebrity bullshit. Mm. So even when we win, we get the money, we get the bitches, we get the fame. We're still gonna lose because it's all completely meaningless yeah. and he's talking about his relationship with his missus and how nothing means anything mm. and he's having this menage a trois like and his kids are gonna grow up and 
learned that he cheated on. They cheated on his. You know, the, al- the album and, is just next level. For it's ridiculous. And I'm always, I'm almost, I was pissed off because he's, you know, like even though he's always like that, I'm, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business. Like, yeah, that's all cool. But bro, you made a beautiful piece of art. Get mm-hmm. it out to the masses, bro. Yeah. Yeah, Don't make people title, sign up man. to your bullshit fucking title shit. Oh shit, this is what I mean about edit this stuff. That's out. fine. <laughs> because title, they might be like, be like, hey man. Do you also, I think it's important. I, I genuinely to- don't think either you or I have got a future. Yeah, no, we ain't got a chance. I think we're okay. I also think it's important to see because we're talking about some rap shit, which we're gonna do anyway. But how many many people in here are actually hip hop heads? Make some noise. That's good. That's at least like decent. Fifty-six percent. Yeah. Hey, tell me this because I I meant to ask you when you were talking about earlier. Not to. I don't want to regress too far, but you said you used to battle. Did Did you battle in the days when you had to? Improvise or was this? Yeah, written? so I'm old school. I'm right, okay. B, I mean, I was something. That's B, I'm BDF, so before don't flop. Okay. And, yeah. <laughs> Same. I, I'm jump off era basically, Same. and kung yeah. fu. Yeah, yeah And yeah, I only yeah. battled kung a few fu? times, and I, I used to. I, I battled at uh, what was it? Mean Fiddler. You know, Harrow and Harry, all them boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. And like my boy Marv, you know, he was DJing yeah. there. Or not, I don't know, he was DJing. He was doing the scorecards or some shit. But anyway, I he, looked, he looked great in that bikini. He looked great in that beautiful, bikini. Beautiful. <laughs> but I, yeah, I battled. And that's what I was actually going to say, bruv. I, I met someone I battled hmm. the other day. I was at some fucking bougie ID fashion party. Yeah. Where like there was like a chick just walking around with the tits out. It was like fashion. It wasn't, it was fine. It wasn't porn because it was fashion. But like, <laughs> Yeah, it was like some madness. But yeah, I met this guy. His name's Ink. Don't know if you know about this yeah. battle rapper called Ink from back in the day. He 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 was on a bit of a after Pro Green and all these guys. Okay. He was on yeah. a bit of a stampede. He was one of the ones, and I battled him. And I got I had to I had to battle three or four Breeze bre- Breeze Breeze Cheese. <laughs> Cheese. <laughs> I had to battle four, you know quite a few guys to get to him. And then I got to him, and I remember my best punchline. His name was Ink, and I was like, yeah. "My name ain't Jar Rule, but I'm gonna murder Ink." Ooh, nice. come on! Nice. All right, but that was All where right. it ended, though. And then he just, <laughs> yeah, he just completely destroyed me. Yeah, just fat jokes, terrorist jokes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fat and, terrorist jokes. And I feel yeah, like, yeah, I feel yeah, like that couldn't jokes. run. Yeah, and it was just like in, I in 2017. And I had, I feel I like had that. rebuttals, so obviously it was all freestyle. It was the first day you met the guy, and you don't mm. know who he is. So I had like my my rebuttal for a fat joke was like, yeah, um, you call me fat. I know it's life destruction. I give you, uh, uh, I let your mum suck my dick and give me liposuction. Like so, I had a fat. And then the terrorist thing was That's like, good head. I was like, you know, yeah, you call me a terrorist, but I'm still gonna. Also difficult. I got your I got your mum <laughs> rocking the Al Qaeda T-shirt, and I say Al Qaeda. That's when you know how old I am. Because <laughs> no one gives a shit about Al Qaeda anymore, bro. That's some dated shit. So I had rebuttals ready, but I'm, I know this is going to sound complete bullshit, but my mic was fucked. Uh, one of them. Well, they could hear me. One of, them of course. That was jump the off, okay, here's the thing, though. So jump off back in the day, mm. and you lot will know, yeah? Like, um, it wasn't the don't flop crowd now. The battle, no, yeah, the battle crowds you have now are like uni kids, they're like yeah, yeah, middle yeah. class. Back then, it was people from the end. It yeah, was yeah, hurt, man. It was hurt. It was fucking guys from the end. Yeah, it was hurt. You will fuck. And this is why I always I was respect Pro Green so much. Yeah, I think he's one of the best battle rappers. Probably the best we've best, ever yeah, best yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. in the UK he of all time. Sick. Before you know, he uh, arrived, apart uh, from Sway, Sway was fucking. Uh, well, listen, sick. I never it's saw funny Sway you going to say that because Sway was that exact. Sick. That you, you're talking about my era now. Yeah, and it, you you asked Ara, asked asked Harry, jump off. I was a three times champ. And then, and then and Mudlums was the other big Mudlums, battle. Where Chester P, where was Chester yeah. P yeah. and uh, And I didn't, I didn't want to fuck with Chester right, because he was dangerous. Because we're, 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 go, we're going into this realm, yeah. But Very, every, yeah. You, but, you guys know about a rapper Common, yeah? 
So Chester P, a rapper from the UK, battled Common what? and beat him. Mm. I swear it was either Mudlums or Battle Scars. Oh, or one he of them. ate him, he ate him. He ate him. But yeah, Chester Man. was Chester was the best. And like, I, I was scared of going in Mudlums because of Chester. But I yeah. wasn't scared of going in Jump Off because I saw these other rappers and I just thought, I got all these guys. But then Pro came into Jump Off and that was oh, my reign yeah. over. And Sway came into Mudlums and that was... Yeah. That dude was everything to me like yeah. I, I, everything he did he was like a sort of he reminded me of a little bit of Eminem in terms of like the humor mm. and the skill that he had yeah but also he made amazing beats as well yeah. which I don't yeah. think people really knew about and he was really bringing artists through Sway was like obviously you know Sway taught me how to produce right so I was yeah I know you was 12, like a young man in that years crew old, right like fucking Fuck in the music rooms I didn't know you like, times. some mad teacher it's that mad isn't that, it bro. like I used to sit there and listen to him like recording he always used to record his ad libs first onto tape we had the fucking tapes <laughs> And he would Ad just libs be like, first. Ad libs first. That's not like having dessert before Ad you order the main that's course. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would be there. Like and, and then going back to savory. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> Unconventional. I like that. It, but I think he did it just because he enjoyed it. Like, I was sat there and he would just go, <laughs> silence, silence, silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> silence, silence, silence. Okay. <laughs> some shit like that. You know, some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, how is this going to work? I don't understand. I'm 12 years old. What the fuck? He was grooming you. <laughs> <laughs> Hip hop grooming. Sway, Sway is the perfect example of how little of an industry there was when we were doing our thing as youngsters. It yeah. Was you know, because Sway to me was a mega star. Like he had yeah. to blow. Yeah, and and he did really well. But those, you can't tell know, me he, he collaborated with Akon. Yeah, he did he, amazing he signed, stuff. He signed with Akon. But Corin, yeah. you can't tell me that if Sway was just appeared right now doing yeah. what Sway does, he wouldn't be a megastar like yeah. overnight. He Big would time. be. Well, he, so he, the, the, he that infrastructure was not there at that time. It just wasn't there. He came on the podcast a, a few episodes ago, and he was talking about that people forget that he was. The first, uh, the first UK rapper on the BET Awards, uh, he and like nominated for a Mercury. Uh, like he went on the like Mo, but he, he, he was a hero. He was a yeah. hero for me, like, exactly, big time. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? I think that is perfect timing for the piss break. How many people in here need a piss? All right, okay. Thanks, guys. And keep that applause going as we welcome back Doc Brown, Asim Chowdhury, and the last skeptic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, how's everyone's piss break? All right, well, that doesn't sound very enthusiastic. Successful. All right. Um, as tr- welcome back to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 18. Um, as tradition, how many people here listen to the Thanks for Trying podcast? Oh, nervous question, just in case. <laughs> um, as you know, after the piss break, there's a tradition, right? Uh, just purely because I'm an undercover alcoholic, everyone has to have a shot. All of my guests have to have a shot after the piss break. So because oh, we're here, shit. we have a beautiful... For all the listeners at home afterwards, we have a table <laughs> filled with tequila. Um, so what we're going to do right now is my lovely guests and me are going to walk around and hand out these shots. All right. For anyone that wants one so that we don't, but more importantly, don't drink it yet. You got to wait until we cheers you and then we drink it together. All right. So that's going to happen right now. 
All right, this is a beautiful moment. It's so just chuck me the money whenever you lot. Yeah, just give me a score. Minor, don't watch that. Um, all right, everyone who's got one, please raise it in the air. If you've got a, Salud. a drink, otherwise, please raise it in the air. Big up everyone in the building. Big up yourself. Cheers. Big up. Cheers. Cheers who you're sitting next to. Cheers them. Cheers. It's a Sunday night. Thank you for coming. I feel like I should say more life and greatness only. It never, never gets easier. And this is where it gets good. Oi. Yeah, you know, if this was a professional podcast at this stage, um, all the room atmos would disappear and yeah, it would be yeah, yeah. just you in a room going, you know, all right. when, I, when I want to listen to music, what I like to do is... Uh, is, is, is slipping a, a tape or a CD or a, yeah. a vinyl of real great futuristic, but at the same time classic hip hop mm, mm. Uh, mixed with a little bit of electronica and just fantastic vocalists. But I always think, where am I going to find something that dope? Where? Where, Doc? Tell It's a really good question. <laughs> when I'm in that kind of mood, <laughs> I tend to reach... For, for a DJ oh. slash producer <laughs> called The Last Skeptic. That's beautiful. And the new album, This Is Where It Gets Good. And This Is Where It Gets Good. Is Al- for sale. Out September 29th. On new September album. 29th. My new album. <laughs> Look at that artwork. It's beautiful. That is beautiful great, artwork. Man. Come on. I'm not mad at that. That's beautiful, bruv. Taking a Jodhpur. Yeah. Um, I saw I saw you last. More importantly, I saw you last at festival. Yeah, how was that? It was. I'm a bit over festivals in general. Like yeah. I just I I love I love going. I love like corrupt FM touring and all that. Yeah, but just walking through the yeah. fucking mud, bro. You know what I love so about long, you know what I love about festivals. I literally, you can always spot a Londoner at a festival. Always, like, bro. bro. We're not ready long, for it. Man. And this also, like Asian people don't camp. We don't camp. Yeah. We don't. We don't camp, or we don't ski. It's two things we do not do. And basically, it was a bit of a madness because obviously, like me on my own, yeah. Like you're walking down the street, people could be like, "Is that Javadi G?" Yeah. But white people don't want to be racist, so a lot of the time, I get that. And sometimes I fuck with white people. I think I said this on the last one. You know, people yeah. come to me, they're like, "Oh my god, are you Javadi G?" And then sometimes I fuck with them and go. What are you trying to say that we all look the same? <laughs> <laughs> and then their PC shit comes out. Oh my god, yeah. no! I'm so sorry, man. And I'm like, chill the fuck out. It is me. But okay, yeah. so if it's I, just me, but then if it's all the crop defend boys at best of all, yeah. oh my god, Steve's is eight foot tall. Yeah, he is pretty. Grinder just looks like Grinder. He dresses the same. You know what I mean? Like we always we are so big. So I've got a question about that that I want to mm. get into in a sec. But yeah. before we do that, like I, I don't. I don't, I always hate that idea of like white people are like this, black people are like that, and blah, blah, blah. But just what you said about the fans, it really reminded me like black fans of mine are my favorite fans for one specific reason. They give me such a brief amount of love that it's, it's incredible. Right, right, right. Like you can just get on with your day. Yeah. Like they won't even cross the street. They'd be like, a doc, yeah? Keep doing what you're doing. No stop and chat. No stop and chat. I love bro. that. I love They're that. Gone. They're gone. They got shit to do, bro. That's good. They got shit to do. Truth, bro. You're not sucking my dick on fucking yeah, Newton yeah, Green yeah. High Road. They got shit to do. 
and I love all of my fans. I love that. But I love yeah, that. the white you get fans that got with, like, chill the, on the whole. Yeah, yeah this reminds me because when I was growing up, yeah. like it was like I used to rap. Let me rap. I got a whole story. Yeah, dude, I'm like, I'm trying to take my kids to school, man. Like, keep it brief. Doc, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Not even the full spud. The spud's yeah. just there across the road. <laughs> Don't even get to spud him. The air spud. Air spud. Beautiful. It's, you know what? I, I think that as well, but I think it's, you know what? It is love though. No matter of what. Of course, of course. You know, 100%. Course. I'm never a dick about I, that's it. My let me, let me no, be no, clear. Never, I'm never a dick. I was a dick though at Bestival. I'm going to say that. Yeah. What happened? And what happened? Like, my girl can testify. Basically, like I said, <laughs> we were super bait at Bestival. Yeah, even hoodies up and everything. It's obvious we're the fucking, we're them. It's not, if you, if you see one of us, you see the next one, you see, you're like, it's yeah, obviously there. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of so obviously, deal. and it's, it's completely all love because one day no one's going to give a shit. So you have to appreciate yeah. it. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's love. But like, I took, the, I took a picture of this guy. He was gurning off his fucking face oh, man. Like, bro. Yes, ah. man. you got to pay us you got to no. pay us no screaming at my took three or four pictures with him yeah. took a picture <laughs> with his missus it's love thank you very much bro. you know what I mean it's love no matter what it is love and then you know and then and then I'm like okay and then Tribe was playing and that's the only reason I went that's one of the main reasons I was incredible, and I was fucking right? waiting for Tribe me and my girl we snuck backstage you know what I mean we were like we tried Bruv, to get don't on tell stage. me you met Q-Tip no no and we tried to try to right. get on the stage the guy was like what the fuck are you doing here go get the fuck out so we tried it but anyway so we went into the normal crowd yeah. civilians into the, <laughs> in with the normal bloody oh, civilians oh, one of them touched pedestrian with the sh- with the shit munchers no I'm joking <laughs> No, but a guy who I already took three or four pictures with, who's girding off his tits, drunk as fuck. Yeah. I'm quite sober at this time. Yeah. I'm a big guy. It takes me a lot to get drunk. Yeah. yeah. And I'm there and I'm waiting for We the People. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to yeah, hear. Yeah, obviously yeah. Which they did time, 800 times. They, ate, they, did, did they? they? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, reloaded yeah, it like they, 400 yeah, times. Yeah, it's but, a big tune. That's yeah, too many times. That's too many times. I, I was too many. like, I enjoyed every reload. Yeah. yeah. Every reload. Yeah, I was sick, like, We the people. Fucking ramen noodles. Yeah. All that shit. Yeah. And the same bread come up to me. Yeah. Like, after I've just done, like, literally, like, a whole photo shoot for yeah. him yeah and he was like in my face but I try to say again and I it was the first time doc but I've, I've been a bit mean to a fan I've never been I don't because it's mm. love and I'm very humbled by it but yeah. he was in my face and I was like I was with my girl and we were like you know and I was skanky like you know what I mean I love that yeah, shit because like, allow me you know all the Muslims you must like that shit yeah. hit me when oh, that came out yeah, yeah, I yeah. felt that record. you know what I mean so I'm trying to scan cap, trying to. He's in my face for five minutes, just another picture, another picture, another, in my ear, rapping in my ear, spitting bars no. in my ear. Yo, brother, no, I'm rapping it. Shit, I'm rapping it. Yeah, all this and that. No. Yeah. And I uh. said to him in a, the most polite way, I said, please, bruv, let me enjoy this one song. Yeah. Mm. And I said, let me live. And he went, <laughs> oh, he went, oh, it's like that, yeah? It's like that. And I felt so bad. But at the same time, it, it was like, Please let me live. I don't, one I don't, song I want to enjoy. I don't know if I spoke about this on the last podcast, but the, the, there are five words in our business that can just end you around the people that, that, that follow you. And, and yeah. it's, I heard he's a prick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so it, it's, true. That, it's that easy. He thinks I'm a prick, 100%. There was a time. Yeah, it's, right? it's such a thin line to, oh, to it's balance. A thin line. It's such a thin line. I, I, was, so I was on the roundabout in Newton Green. I come out of the Tesco and I got a phone call. My brother in law, he's in hospital. I was like, fuck. I got like an Uber and the Uber came and I was like mad stressed. Like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just walking around in circles and then these two girls like appeared as I was getting into the cab. Yeah. And they were like, ah, oh, Doc Brown, 
I was like, yeah, yeah what's going on? Uh, I, 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 I got to jump in this cab. And then like, can you take a picture? Can you take a picture? And I'm like, you know what? Uh, not right now. Yeah. And one of them went, oh, it's like that. It's like, ah. oh, it's like that. No. And then the other one went, you know, I, I, I heard her as I was getting in the cab. Yeah. And she went, you know what? Some of them are just like that. No. Some of them are just like that. <laughs> Was she talking about race or celebrities? Because Who knows? She was Who like, knows? Reggie Yates is that a prick. That changes the conversation. So then, so then the next phase is that she tells her fella, he goes to the pub well, that's, that's how and he's in the pub with like five other guys and yeah. then one other guy's playing the yeah. T-Rap on the fucking YouTube. And he's like, this dude's hilarious. And then he says, oh, you know what? I heard Reggie Yates is a prick though. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But and, you, it's so spot on, brother. Because a hundred, and then it's Chinese whispers. Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. And, uh, you can meet a hundred fans. Ninety-nine of them, you could be the nicest guy. Yeah, it takes that one moment. That's the where they don't know one. what you. They don't know what you're going through. You know what I mean? It That's takes the that, memorable one yeah. because everything else is boring. Acid. It works the other way as well. Sometimes when a fans, I've met fans who have been quite abusive, aggressive. Yeah, you know, like because you know, they, they about, feel entitled. They, they feel uh, even when they're fucked in that. And then I remember yeah. I met, I yeah, met yeah, fans that, twice, thing, and up. they say to me, "Bro, you know what, bro? I'm really sorry. Last time I met you, bro, it was I. I was a bit embarrassed. And like, yeah, works with me as well. I could see that fan again at Tribe, and I could say, "Listen, bro, I apologize." I yeah. was a bit pissed off, you know, I wanted to enjoy that song and you was, you know, you mm. were fucked, I was sober and it, it happens, you know, it's like about situational shit, yeah. understand yeah, we're yeah. humans, we have, we're not always up there, we're not always down there, we've, we've yeah. variate, you know? I, I, actually, now that you say that, I've got, a, I've got a big up one white fan, I don't know if he, he'll listen to this, <laughs> but when I was at the Corrupt FM show at Brixton, oh yeah, yeah. this was before was the last the podcast, when we did the live podcast here last time, we, yeah, well, we did before that the night yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? We were you know, DJ, oh my yeah. god, that yeah. makes so much sense we because you know what happened yeah. in the crowd. I was in the crowd, and because there was like rap fans there and stuff, there was a few yeah. people that recognized yeah. me and whatnot. And most people were cool, but sometimes there was too much chat, and I just wanted to watch the show. Mm. But there was this one white kid. He looked about 18, 19 He looked mad yeah. young. And he went, Doc Brown, like that. And I thought, oh, here we fucking go. <laughs> and he didn't say anything else. He just gave me a massive high five like that. Yeah. Slapped my palm. When I opened my palm, there was a pill in my palm. It's <laughs> <laughs> my fucking nigga Hold right on. here. Oi. Wait, wasn't that? Are you sure Oi. that wasn't Steve's? Was that DJ Steve's? That might have been Steve's, bro. I popped that shit. I, popped I that was shit. with you that night. You didn't <laughs> I, even no, break it off. I didn't like, tell come you. on now. I popped that shit. I didn't tell you. I'm ah, sorry. <laughs> You know what? You know what? I shouldn't have as well because there was a moment where I was talking with Sipa. Yeah. And we were like, we were on the street. You know, you know when you you, sometimes you do drugs and like your time perception goes and you're like, I swear down a minute ago I was in the rave. Yeah. Where am I right now? It was one of those. I was just on the street and chatting with Sipa (laughs) and he had like a row of like just groupies and fans like following him and he was literally just going in the shop to get some Rizla it's a madness you know madness. and I was like yeah I'm can, we sh- can we shout out Sipa right aka Grinder right now yeah he's on like, your show as well what a talent every single time man I fucking and beats as well Hugo came on your show I heard that shit bro he, came, he did an with episode Jess, of the podcast yeah like he like Beats came on with Jest yeah that's what I said. the Beats did the podcast like yeah. fucking that's a beardy white po- podcast you know what I mean <laughs> there was a, I actually felt like beardless. Yeah, it was weird. I felt naked. Yeah, it was so strange. before I forget, the question I wanted to ask you, and this is something I've been like itching to ask, and I was so close to asking Steve, I bumped into him uh, on the train. I was just on the train, 
and I was getting close to asking the question and I had to get off. But it's, it's constantly fascinating me about you guys. When you're doing the live stuff, from the moment you get off the tour bus and you're just out there in the sort of public arena, even mm. before the show and after show, are you in character or what? Nah, it's from the, the minute we get on stage, yeah. we're in character. The minute we get off stage, we're off. It's just, you know what it is? It's like, I feel like, you know, like, it's almost You're not Daniel like, Day-Lewis. You know what it is? <laughs> no, exactly. You know what it is like? Some, I don't know if you lot have ever, like, tried to put on a fake accent with someone. Mm. And then you start with, like, being like, hello, how are you doing? <laughs> and then <laughs> the minute they think you're real, you're like, fuck, I'm going to have to I keep this keep up. I've got to keep this shut up the whole night. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Like, I could stay in character. I could do this whole podcast as Chibadi G. Like, we all can. Because you yeah. be, if you've been doing a character since 2009, mm. like, you're you owning that. Yeah. You could snap into it. Yeah. Like, turn it any, on and off. Any like situation, any moment, you can switch into it, any situation you want. You put me into any, you know, I could put into, but at the same time, I don't want to do that. Like, mm. I, you know, I'm, I'm me. I'm a of human. Course. Yeah. So I don't want to be constant. I mean, sometimes my girl says this to me, like as a comedian, I, I, I can't even call myself a comedian, but as someone you who's a comedy a comedian, connoisseur, right? who study comedy, like I've always had this, you know, this thing to perform. Yeah. I want people to like me. I want people to find me funny. Maybe it's the defense mechanism. No, I don't know what it is. What it is is the validation of strangers. We, it, we, we, it's 100% that, bro. We all do it. There was some love that was yeah. missing when we were younger. Fucking yep. spawn, bro. Either, yep. either you were maybe 100%. in an Asian family and your parents was harsh or you was like me in a, in a Jamaican family and your parents was harsh. And <laughs> oh, bro. Bro, and you just want the validation of strangers. It's so true. You know what, bro? Growing up, yeah, we're getting a bit deep now. My girl's a psychotherapist as well, so you know I'm fucked. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, growing up, yeah, like people didn't expect too much from me. Like, you know what I mean? I left school with like two GCSEs and I was like in college blazing weed. Yeah. So like I did need that validation because mm. people didn't expect me to do anything Did they used to put life. you in goal in secondary school? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I got a lethal. Insult, I got a lethal bro. right foot. If you see soccer, oh. I've been on soccer AM. You check my volley out, yeah. <laughs> One man has seen it. <laughs> Pick you up, bro. But no, no. But you're right, bro. It's the validation from strangers, which is so bizarre yeah. because these are strangers. Bizarre thing. It's a very bizarre thing, and it's almost like I remember I was chatting to someone about, it and I was like, when I post something on my Facebook or my Instagram, ask your buddy. Obviously, I look at the numbers, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that bang, yeah, that got whatever, <laughs> that got this, that got that, mm. and I think sometimes I think how many likes. How many retweets will ever be enough? And that's some deep philosophical shit. <laughs> because it is like this gaping hole of validation from strangers that you will never be able to fill. Yeah. So you need to look for other things to fill yeah. that void in your life. And it is that as a comedian, like as someone who's into comedy or into art in general, music, whatever. Yeah. Like you want that validation, but you mm. kind of want it to be real. But it, it doesn't mean that it's not real from strangers. Sometimes you start finding that you get more love from strangers than you do your own friends. Oh, yeah, yeah no question. You know, and it's because like, or, you know, like... But it's instant. It's, it's instant. It's it is, like yeah. what we... Everything in our life, we, we live in a fast generation. We want yeah. fast love, fast food, fast fucking... Fucking. 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 <laughs> fucking. Yeah. We want our Spotify stream the song in a second. We want yeah. our Netflix, everything now. Yeah. Yeah. So validation you want now. You post a picture, mm. refresh, refresh, refresh. Yeah. It's a madness. And it's almost like a mental health thing. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I think like people who do loads of social media, mm. people are like, oh, that's got loads of parallels to mm. narcissism and mm. all that. And uh, yeah, I agree with that. But at the same time, it's like there is an innocence to it as well. Like, I just want to be happy and I want people to be happy for me. Yeah. But the more you do it, they want you to kill it. It's a very British thing as well. Yeah. They want you to do well. They, they, love, they, they love the come up. 
This is what I was oh, saying. They love the come up. They love the come up. Love they the don't like up. when you're up there for too <laughs> long. <laughs> and as Brits, me as well, we love it yeah. when they go down, bro. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, love yeah, the yeah. fucking burn. Yeah. We love the crash. Oh, we really yeah. love we it. We live for that shit. We live that Princess Diana shit, bro. I watched a documentary recently about yeah. it, yeah, bro. I was trying to dizzy rascal about it, name drop. <laughs> but he. Another what, one. At what another, point were you with Dizzy Rascal? Another one. Was it best of all? No, no, it was the one before. Oh, but right. another one, massive fucking legend, yeah. Fucking yeah. shape culture. Normal as fuck, bro. Yeah. Chatting to him about Princess Diana conspiracies, mm. bro. Standard. Chatting to him about 5% of all kinds of mad shit, Rizzo, Wu Tang Clan, yeah. all that shit, bruv, yeah. And like we were talking about like how Princess Diana was the first person who was hounded by the press. Mm. Like the first celebrity in like really think about it. The I think one... that was the first time I heard the word paparazzi. Paparazzi, you get yeah. me? And it was like it was that weird thing of like being like she just wanted to live her life. Mm. And it was but I remember someone told me it was like there's loads of like my mum loves Princess Diana. All foreign women love Princess Diana. Yeah, of course. I'll tell you why, yeah, because they relate with her because she is that 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 um daughter-in-law <laughs> that was from not as good as the family, but they all looked down on her. You know, yeah. she was never good enough for the family. Yeah. And she was free and she was doing yeah. like in, in, in Asian culture, yeah? This is mad. This is actually yeah. mad. I remember growing up, yeah, my sister, like, she sometimes, you know, she's a you know, beautiful girl. She used to dress a little bit. And people used to say, oh, she's very pretty, but she's a bit free. <laughs> <laughs> they turned free into a negative connotation. Yeah. She's very free, very modern. Yeah. Well, for, from, from the Afro-Caribbean perspective, I can say we felt a lot of sympathy and love for her as well. Because we were all just like, can she get some different dick? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just Prince for a Charles, bit. man. Prince, Prince Charles. Like, she and, got it. Bro, she got it. Fuck? Can she get some new dick yeah. from Prince somewhere else? Prince Charles. No, she got that new dick, trust me. Yeah. Dodie, bro. And all good for her. No, 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 just Dodie, bro. She was... You think next one? No, listen, bro. She was on it and good for her. Like, she was, like, in a loveless marriage. Shout she Diana, loved man. Prince Charles, but he didn't love her, bro. Mm. Like, and mm. she just wanted to be loved. And you, you watch these mm. documentaries that have all come out, or this bear that's come out, I play Netflix, and you feel so sorry for her because you think this is beautiful, intelligent woman yeah. who was the most famous woman in the world, bro. Yeah, Without a doubt, bro. Yeah, she deserves new far. dick. She deserves new dick. She deserves yeah. new dick. <laughs> And, Prince, and, and she got it. Good Prince for her. Charles used to hate on her. You know that, bruv? You know why? Because they used to go out. My man's a proper royal, yeah? Like, it's yeah. in his blood. But they used to go out and they used to, uh, like, literally, it's the equivalent of him uh, p- uh, passing the phone to Prince Charles and saying, can you take a picture of me and Diana? Mm. He used to be fuming that he, she got a million times more attention than him. Then she got to clubs with, like, Freddie Mercury and shit. Bruv, That's why she I saw was the photos. used to party, bruv. She, you know, yeah. Watch these documentaries. She went out in disguise. She got a lot of dick, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> nah, and big up to her. Why not? You're a single woman. Your man's cheating. Her man yeah. was cheating on her for 30 years. For real. Shit. With Camilla, for right? Real. It's good. Let's you know do what I mean? Thing. Do your thing. So she was like, you know what? This second son ain't gonna look like you. <laughs> <laughs> she popped out some Ed Sheeran looking motherfucker. And good for her, bro. She's an icon. She's an icon. Um, we, we, we're nearly coming to the point where we're going to do a Q&A with the audience. Oh, is Michael Payne in the building? I don't even know if he's here or oh, not. Hey, did, he turn, did he show up? One sec, one sec. Please welcome our roving reporter that we had last time. Good friend of mine, incredible rapper, the wonderful human being, Michael Payne. I wanted to come through. Can you hear me? Can yeah, can we? Can everyone hear him? I wanted to him? come through the crowd like a talk show host, hence the. That was uh, beautiful. I like can, we do, that. can we do that again? Like Kimmel. 
All right, we got my rover in report. Thank reporter. you very much. All right, so who has a question? Uh, Michael Payne will come over to, to you. Oh, we've got one we'll, there. We'll, we'll find there's one over there. All right, can, we'll, I, can, we'll, can we do a ladies first? Ladies thing? first. Yeah? Ladies All first. Right. What's your question? Sure. Doug Brown, would you rather be remembered as stand comedian or part of the uh, Poisonous Poet? Oh, Poisonous Poets. I like that. I so like that. to repeat for the podcast, just in case there's any issues, would you rather be remembered as a stand-up comedian or part as the infamous crew yeah. legendary? Uh, poisonous, poisonous Poets, poets. For, I guess for those that don't know, is like my first proper rap crew that I was in and that was my family and that's, that's, that's how I came up before, long, long, long before comedy. Jeez, um, it's a good question. I mean, com- mm. com- comedy is, has given me new life you know like it's really hard to compare the two because comedy's given me the chance to do what i wanted to do from when i was six years old which is entertain people for a living i always wanted to do that you know so it was for me it was any shape or form until i fell in love with rap and i can't lie you know i see skepta i chat to loyal Kana yesterday you know amazing you know these yeah. guys they're Fucking absolutely great. killing it and I give them nothing but love. But as soon as I hang up the phone, I'm like, fuck you, I want to be you so much. I want to I be you so much. Oh! But, you know, that, that time's passed and I kind of dealt with it. So I, I guess, in a way, I'm kind of happier the way it's worked out, you know? Because yeah. the main thing is I can be my, myself way more. Like, if I've got any regrets, it's keeping the name Doc Brown. Because since I got into comedy, I've, I've just been Ben and it's been beautiful but people still call me Doc, which is yeah. like, that reminds me of rap, you know? Um, but yeah, I would say probably uh, probably the uh, the short answer is neither. I, I just like to be an entertainer, man. Like, I fucking, I fuck up personal relationships, family, all sorts of stuff. But you put me in front of a crowd of motherfuckers who don't give a shit about me and I don't give a mm. fuck about them. And I will make them love me. Like, yeah. I like, I'm... I can do that shit. And like, how, how is that different? How is that different um, compared to whether, whether you're on stage like bare without a fucking beat? And when you're on stage, when we go on tour and there's a fucking it's DJ. So, it's so different, man. Yeah. It's so different. Like when things fuck up, when you got the music there, you can. I mean, you remember like when we were so gassed when that show was going so well and we, we did. Um, the single Corruptible yeah. and I totally forgot all the You've lyrics. Got, I remembered and, all of them. And you were, you were looking at me in my eyes going, this is the next line. I'm, I'm going to say the next line to yeah. get you back on track and I was just like, yeah, and because like I'm here <laughs> and here we go. Brother. And people were still going, wah, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because in comedy you haven't got that kind of uh, the fullback. luxury because it's just, it's you a cappella, and it's way more stressful, way more troubling and way more raw but I think it's, it's given me like crazy strength. It's yeah, like, definitely. Um, it's like if I ever exercised, I guess it would be like, you know, doing weights or something like that. Yeah. And just you're, you're ready for anything. Like, I don't feel like anyone can fuck with me now. Like, I, I, I look at all the other artists. And I think that's amazing. I couldn't do what you do. I couldn't do what you do. I couldn't do what you do. But anybody that's trying to do what I do, I'm just like, yeah, all right, bro. You're all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a perfect perfect ending to that. Uh, Michael Payne, have you got the next question for us? Asin, quick question. Uh, where did the inspiration come from for Chibadi G? I'm really hoping it's a, an uncle of yours who you basically <laughs> impersonated. It's, um, it's a combination of uncles, friends, but I'd say mainly my dad. 
Like my, my dad, like if you were, you probably is that weren't. the voice? The, the voice? The, from, no, where's not the really, voice? Not Who's really. the voice? The voice is like a bit more modern. Like my dad's a bit more old school. Like he's, you know, he's he, he can speak well, but he, you know, he's still like instead of like, <laughs> but instead of like, you know, he fucks his W's and V's up like all Asians. <laughs> but instead of like, I remember like he used to, uh, in the new series. If you watch the new series, I got a new thing where basically my dad. I've been trying to put into the show for years. Instead of oh my god, my dad says. Oh my card. <laughs> and it's little things like that that I love. Um, my dad is a hustler. Wow. Like my dad, since a young age, was like, he was like the Tony Soprano of Hounslow, but on a yeah. very low level. Um, like he owned, like, there was a parade of shops, there was, a, uh, there was an Indian takeaway, there was, a, there was a taxi rank, there was an internet cafe. Oh, and they were all like in house. Such an alien concept for 2017. I know, it's a madness. And you know what? It's not even internet. It used to be a, one of them called places. Then when you go into the booth and you call yeah, international. Yeah, yeah. So it was that. It was called Global Global Communications. <laughs> and yeah, that was in the 90s. So like mid 90s, late 90s. And then my dad used to run that shit. It was like four or five shops. Mm. He all owned every single one of them. Obviously Dodge. Yeah. But like, it's, one, it's one thing I love sorry to interrupt it's one thing I love about the 90s every Asian motherfucker every black motherfucker that I knew that was in on the business shit they had global somewhere in the name <laughs> yeah, of their yeah, business yeah, yeah, just yeah, so yeah, they yeah, could yeah. say yeah global. when you see them you're like what are you up to now and like bro I got some international shit going on bro oh, yeah. it's international so spot on it's international it don't worry about it it's international global <laughs> no but um yeah, like my, like my dad was a bit but of a one to one. He was a bit of a legend growing up. Like, you know, I mean, he was like, he had all these businesses and shit, but he was always like, my dad could always make money, but he could never keep money. That was right. the thing. So we one month be rich, next month, fucking loan sharks coming around. That is a man TV. after my own heart. Yeah. yeah, bruv. It was like that. And, uh, you know, it, it is based on him. But the thing with my dad is that he was always aware of what he was doing. So he knew when he fuck a business up. Like he's had so many businesses, you know, um, and the th- and like my dad's a lovable, likable guy. Like everyone who knows him loves him. He's a G, you know what I mean? And he's so proud. He knows Tribali G is kind of based on him. He's so proud. But the thing is, he and he's kinda, cool with it. He's he cool. kind of misses the joke though. He kind of thinks yeah. Tribali's a sick guy. He's like, oh, he's a bloody good guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. But it's not just my... I can't just say it's just my dad. Like, my dad, I'd say, was... And the thing is, like, my mum, like, bless her, she was born here. She's an Ealing girl, West London girl. She protected me from a lot of the stuff growing up. So she didn't tell me my dad was... I didn't know my dad was dodgy until I was, like, 17, 18 years old. I thought yeah. my dad was just a hard-working guy. I remember, I remember the moment I realised is when I went to my boy's yard and my dad... Uh, his, his dad was like, oh, your dad. My dad used to go by the name of Jazz. His name's Ijaz. His name used to have, he used to be called Jazz. He used to dry a lowered Merc, yeah, leather seats, car the, phone. The only, people I, like, the only people I know called Jazz are dealers. Exactly. <laughs> but it was so jokes that he had a, he had a lowered Mercedes, yeah, le- red Mercedes, yeah, leather seats, pimped out. He had a car phone in his, in his thing, yeah. yeah but he could only ever call his other friend who had a car phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like in the same, so he just called him up and be like, it, yes. hey man, I remember he called him up and he's like, how you doing? He's like, yeah, just driving, man. He's like, cool. But no, no, I, I, I used to look, I didn't know about that. I thought my dad, I didn't know what my dad did. I remember one of my early memories there, bro, was sneaking downstairs, yeah, three, four in the morning, looking down through my stairs and seeing my dad there with all these dodgy prayers, yeah, smoking mm. cigars, drinking whiskey, yeah, Oi. not knowing that these were these fucking underworld criminals of the house Hounslow. That's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, it, it was weird, bruv. And it was yeah. like this kind of a now, like, now my dad's obviously legit. Like, he's, you know, he, he obviously, I mean, he did course. it. He, of course. 
<laughs> and like I said, like my dad now is like, the, you know what I mean, he's completely chilled out. But what what is a parallel? What I was uh, basically when I was walking down the street with him, like a few months ago, Hounslow High Street. Yeah, and. But back in the day, I remember as a kid, I couldn't walk two, three minutes without someone stopping my dad. Mm. Oh, Jordan Isab, respect. Mm. Everyone's yeah. got something to say. Tony Soprano shit, kissing his ring finger. Wow. Because he was that guy who wanted to ring. help everyone. And, <laughs> and now, I remember when I was with him, it was the opposite way. Yeah. People stopping me. And then my dad, I remember, I remember it was such a sincere, honest moment. He went, bloody hell. He went, I don't know anyone anymore. <laughs> he, went, he went, no one knows me anymore. And my dad loves oh, that. My bro. dad loves being the boss man. He loves yeah. being the pimp. Yeah, of course. And that was like, now he's like, now my son's the man. Now my son's got the juice. You know? <laughs> you got the juice now. You got the juice now, Grandma. But yeah, it was weird, but like he is the nicest man. And like you said, brother, you get older and you learn things about yeah, them. Yeah, man. Yeah. And you understand like all that shit pimp. you put on your parents when you're younger, oh, all man. that shit oh, you're like, oh, are you fucking... You, you yeah. guys, like, you're losers. That's why, like, this is going wrong in my life, blah, blah, blah. When you get older... You start to realize, especially if you have children yourself, like you start to realize, oh my God, the sacrifices my parents yeah, took yeah, yeah. for the my empathy. sorry ass. Yeah. The yeah. shit my parents, my parents stopped doing all the fun shit all they the wanted to shit. do for my sorry ass. And when you yeah. realize that, the relationship switches and it can be it can be beautiful again. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. Shout out my parents who are here right now. Some yeah, yeah. Corin's parents. Big up Corin's parents. Your parents are cool Big as up shit. Liz and Brian. Your parents are cool as shit. Every the, time. The, you know, I always think it's so weird that we never knew each other as youngsters. Yeah. And that we, you know, we became friends as, as, as adults. And, and what was even weirder was when I met your parents because I was like, how were your parents not f even friends of my parents? Yeah. You know, because like everything about your upbringing is so similar mm. to mine, you know, in terms of like that, you got that kind of like, fuck the system type <laughs> shit and your parents support that you got some cool ass parents man like, they just remind me of a second now yeah they remind me of my own uh, my own childhood man it's a beautiful thing gonna make me cry and shit <laughs> alright so uh, Michael Payne roving oh, reporter yeah. he I keep forgetting what we're supposed to be here. doing we got he's a question just standing up. He's, he's, there, he's waiting. there. He's waiting. You're doing me a favor. I'm high as fuck, to be fair. So that sit down was nice. <laughs> this is what we want. I'm Who happy else has that. got a question? There's a, there's a hand up over there. We've got a hand up here. Hey, hey, guys, how you doing? What I was wondering was, for any of you guys, in fact, really, was there like a particular spur that made you think, you know what, nine to five, anything like that is just a waste of time. I'm going to follow my whatever art, craft... Was that like a particular spur in any one of your lives where you just said, no, nah, I'm One thing about the nine, that nine to five thing, I think that's an anomaly because like I work nine to five. Do you know what I'm saying? Like my, 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 my job is probably longer than nine to five. Like how long I'm on, how long I'm, I'm yeah. doing my business is probably actually longer than that. So the, the, the concept of belittling the nine to five, which is something if you listen to as much rap as I do, you yeah. do like you think, oh, you're yeah, fucking nine to five. But actually, like I, I rate motherfuckers that do a nine to five. But yeah, the, the essence of the question is like, when did you think like you wanted to do something extraordinary? And yeah. uh, for, for, for me, I can't remember anything else. I, I used to love when I was really little, like, I'm talking like five or six, I used to love it if, more family or more weirdos. A lot of times, more weirdos because this is where my parents were. I grew up in this little council flat in Kilburn, and and there was um, always just strange people with crazy stories, uh, and you know everyone was always. I mean, my parents had a little 
<laughs> they had a little, you know, in in some of those uh, council flats, you have like just a little balcony. Yeah. You used to have the window box where you grow like your little tomatoes and whatnot. My parents grew weed on there, you know. So like, there's it, always climate. people getting high. Yeah, crazy. That's impressive. And it was always just interesting people. And I was fascinated by all these big characters that came in. My sister was exactly the same. And um, whenever they came in, both of us, we wanted to be able to have a better story than them. But of course we didn't because we were small children. So we would always just act, act the fool, like pretend to be someone or put on a voice or something like that. And, and then everyone would go, oh, look, ben, Ben's doing something silly. And everyone would crowd around. And that would be like my favorite moment where everyone crowded around. I'd be like, okay, cool, it's my time. I'm going to do some shit. The fact that I actually professionally, as soon as I was old enough to work, I got into youth work and did that for, for a, a whole decade. When I look back on it, I think, yeah, that's the only job I could have done, like so-called normal job, because it was kind of the same. Do you know what I'm saying? I was kind of a stand-up. I was kind of an entertainer because I had all these kids who were just like, what are we doing today? And I had to hold that crowd because you know what it's like talking to young people, right? You know what I'm saying? They're fucking idiots. With with, with no disrespect, no disrespect, you and I both losing our hair and shit. You know know, know what it's like. You, You try and talk to some young people. I came out of my flat one time. I was... Bizarrely, I still live on a council estate, but I came out of my flat one time and the dude upstairs from me, like him and his boys, they're real young, they're like, you know, 18, 19. They was out front talking shit about Nas. Oh, bruv. And I couldn't handle it. I could hear it from my bathroom. That's one of those situations that you step, even if you're taking a shit, a shower, you you come down, you cancel everything. But I guess the point of what I'm saying is that when I came down and tried to speak to these young people about Nas... Almost immediately, you know when you hear your voice on a voicemail or something like that, and you're like, oh my God, I sound like such a cunt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was like that. I came out and I was like, hey guys, come on, can't. This is, this is, this is what, one yeah. of the most important people. <laughs> guys, that's in, in, the, man. in the history of hip hop like, culture. Not cool, dudes, all right? The way these boys clammed up, it was like oh, wow. I was police. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Motherfuckers was looking at their feet. <laughs> Who's no. this old guy trying to talk to us about Nas? Man's are so, pausing their drawers and shit. So, like, so also, no, I think it's important to note that it's the same. It, we have to think of context, and it's the same way that people might have tried to speak to us about Sugar Hill Gang. Oh, yeah, of very course. True, of course. Very true. You know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying? To get back to the point, um, to do that job as a youth worker, it required me to have yeah. something about me yeah. in order to connect with these kids, you know? And I went from that into working with young offenders. And then from that, I started my own charity working with um, uh, asylum seeking kids who didn't, like, they were like uh, unaccompanied minors, basically. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's not a rally, bro, chill. And, <laughs> and, Love though, like all of that. Yeah, no, pure big love. Up, big I'm up. just being a dick. But, That's cool. um, but you know, all of that. It came. It came from. It came from a place of heart and a place of soul because that's how I was raised. My mum was a youth worker before me, but there was an element of the entertainer there of because I had to show up and be like, "We're doing some fun shit today." Yeah, you know. I guess the short answer to your question is, it started when I was six and it went on till I was thirty, which is nuts. For me, I just fucking hate having a boss, man. Anyone telling me what to do? Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. Apart from me, like I will tell you what the fuck to do. Like, I mean, at least 90 percent of the time, I'll do it. Um, if we got any more questions, 
Is there anyone here that wants to ask a question? She wants. She, she'll have another question if if Mr. Nishin Michael Payne turn this into a conversation. Let's do it. What would you all give each other? It's one bit of advice. <laughs> uh, wait, are there I mean, girls? Wait, in, I didn't hear the last. Are there bit, girls but... involved, or is it just us three? <laughs> just turn into true for I'm ready. I've been waiting for this opportunity. <laughs> What would you say Chlamydia. to each other just being like, oh, you know what, man, next year, do this? Oh, we do that all the time. I mean, we do like, it all of the time. Honest, honestly, whenever I meet Corinne, you know, we'll, we'll have a breakfast or we'll have a lunch or like we'll get fucked up. Doesn't matter what it is, yeah. whether we're sober or fucked up or we're partying or we've always both really real with that kind of like, it would be dope if you did this yeah. or like, see that last thing you did. I think it was sick. But there's this other, like, I will take that from him. You know what I'm saying? And then there's certain people like, I love that real constructive shit with. And it's funny because I only met Asim three or four times, but I've got this sense about him that he's one of them dudes as well that, you know, f from the right person, from somebody he respects, he could take constructive criticism and back and forth. Yeah. Back and forth, that shit is so valuable. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it gets like to a point, if, if I yeah. met you and you were like, you know what, I'm, I'm glad you like the show. Personally, like what you do, I think is a, it's a little bit lowbrow. <laughs> like it would have, it would have fucking hurt. Cool. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it would have hurt. Cause like I can get that. Like, you don't understand how many times I got that from stand-ups. You, you get that, bro. Cause stand-ups, like you lot don't know all the fucking stand-ups that, that you love. That's passive aggressive shit. aggressive shit. And you don't know how many times since I started doing stand-up, I had dudes that said to me, hey, you know, yeah, great show. I mean, obviously, you know, no, that, as soon as the obvious yeah, thing comes get, in. Get that all you the time. Yeah, that's bro. it. Obviously, you're cheating a little bit yeah. because you do the, the, the no, raps no, and, you know, no, no. so you, you don't really have to the do time. the jokes. Yeah. You don't really have to do the jokes. And I'm listening to this. I'm nodding. I'm nodding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I should work harder. And I'm mm. thinking, hold on. I just did 20 minutes of stand-up with yeah. three minutes of rap, right? Yeah. And in those three raps that each last a minute, there's a joke every bar. Yeah. So I did more jokes in a minute than you did in your whole 20. And you're telling me I'm cheating. So this yeah, is comedians. Fuck you, man. Yeah, comedians are the worst, man. Nah, but They're it, the worst. It, it, it's comedians. straight up, it's straight up projection. It's projection. Yeah, yeah. Bro, no, you know what it is, bro. Sometimes you get to a level of success where everyone around you is a yes man. Yeah. And everyone around you is going to say you killed every joke. You yeah, killed that's, this. That's you not helpful. That. It's no. not healthy. It's not helpful. So I personally have people around me who will tell me if it was shit. You know, like my You're boys from Hounslow. You're very fortunate as well to have people us within boys. people just do nothing us boys who you went well. to school yeah. with. Bro, like, we're like so critical of each other and ourselves. Yeah. We all, we're all involved. Sometimes I'll be like, bruv, that Steve's joke didn't work or that grinder joke. I don't mm. know, bruv, say this or say that. And you're in the edit as well, kind of looking at these all things. All of us, bruv. Are you so, all in the edit? It's such a collaborative process yeah. where like nothing can get green lit. Like my boy Tony knows, yeah. Tony works very closely with us, yeah. Mm. He knows whenever anything. Big up Tony Black. Big up Tony Black, yeah. But any, if any, any, anything, it can be, it can be a photo shoot. Yeah. If any, if one of us is not happy with it, it's not going to happen, or we have to compromise. Yeah. And it's a true democracy, man. And it, it is completely the opposite of yes, man. Okay. It, it's about, it's about we're going to help each other to become better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, so when, uh, when, when you're in there, and you're taking all that constructive criticism back and forth, back and forth, everywhere. 
when, when Marv chips in and goes, ah, this shit's not funny. Are you like, bro, you were in this episode for like two seconds. We <laughs> <laughs> got Marvin J every for time. For all those who don't know, Marvin J is my brother. Fantasy. He plays a very minuscule role in people just in that thing. But yeah, no, no, no. I mean, also, I feel like he's doing Bit just of, enough to just... get laid. <laughs> That's all. That's Big all the matters. That's, my brother. <laughs> that's all the matters. But you know what's funny? Like I knew Marv from college, like back in the day. Like you know, he's uh, he's, a, he's been a, about, bro. He's a don, bro. Yeah. He's a, from the jump off days, bro. Brav. But yeah. no, you're right. Obviously, I'm, I'm talking about us, the four creators. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know, like we all respect each other's opinion, and it's about not having these yes men around you, bro. Yeah. Because it's like you you start be, you start becoming you start believing your own bullshit. Yeah. Mm. That's when it becomes dangerous. Like you need to check yourself, and mm. you need your people around you to check mm. you as well because mm. when you start believing that everything you do is going to bang that's when you're going to I probably yeah. I fail every I, did, well, I went Edinburgh for the first time I was telling you in it and I did a whole well, I say a whole I did a 15 minute talk about yeah. failing yeah. basically about all the times I fought. I went drama school I got kicked out of drama school nice I was like just I was a fuck up for so long you know what I mean mm. and it, it's, it's about like having that real reality check mm. people to check you and be like bruv that's not that's not funny. And they're not coming at you from a competitive... Like my no, boys from Hounslow, they're not in my field. They're not comedians. They're working Heathrow and they're shotters and all that. <laughs> no, for real. So when they're like, come you up to me... They work in the Let me tell you... Or, or even you know, better, they're working you know, together. Together. <laughs> Heathrow <laughs> and shotters. Let, let me tell you an interesting fact. All right, is that's, anyone... That's a business. Is right? anyone from Hounslow here? Okay, no worries. That was the deepest I know. I wasn't Except expecting I've ever heard I was expecting one silence. person from Hounslow There's always got to be one up, yeah? no. Let me tell you something about Hounslow yeah? If you're from Hounslow yeah. 100 million percent Now if you don't know any from Hounslow Go ask them this today yeah? Text them Say <laughs> Text no no for real yeah For real This is some institution, institutionalized shit yeah 80% uh, of my friends who I went to school with Their yeah. parents work in Heathrow or they work in Heathrow. Wow. You don't understand. Heathrow is, I think, the biggest, most busiest airport in the world, yeah. right? Hounslow, you know how close Hounslow is to Heathrow? Yeah, yeah, it's 10 minutes, close. bruv, yeah? Now, what you do, yeah? You go to primary school, you, yeah? You go to secondary school, yeah? I love and this story. I love this story. You go even know where it's going. And then, bruv, and then, bruv, you don't go uni, yeah? You work in the family business for a bit, wherever that is, corner shop, wherever it is, yeah? And then you go, go to work Heathrow. to Heathrow. Go Heathrow. You, to live and die in Heathrow, bruv. Wow. That is, wow. I, I can't even remember my original point. But <laughs> all I'm saying is, yeah, to live have, and die in, in Heathrow. Heathrow. So, <laughs> but it's almost sad because, like, you know, like in, like, you know, in those kind of hood films, they're like, "There's only two ways out to get old man. It's you not, it's not a true. Ball or you're There's a baller, you're a rhymer." And like, in I swear to God, bro, it's Heathrow. It's Heathrow. <laughs> There's a third option. It's the fifth <laughs> runway. I can't even what remember what about? we were asking. No, but all I'm, I'm saying so, is that so it's like about that, the it, ending. Of sometimes that. I feel like so many of my friends. I can name you like seven or eight of my friends who are working either. I will tell you what, yeah, bro. Some of the funny doc. I don't know if you can agree with me on this or testify to this. Testify. Right. Some of the funniest motherfuckers I know, yeah, are some of my boys that I grew up with in house. Oh. Bro, yeah. and they will never ever do anything in comedy. You know why? Because they're funny and they don't know they're funny. Uh, and, then, and the minute they know the cameras on them, they get they shit. Yeah. But they are the funniest motherfuckers. Like, oh yeah, my, yeah, 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 yeah. My, my, my crew of like, like my day ones. Bruv, day Can I ones. tell you something about my day ones? Funniest motherfuckers. I'll tell you something about my day ones. Not one of them has 
ever come to a stand-up show of mine. Same. They don't come to any of because my Because they do gigs. not believe. They do not believe that I could possibly be funny enough to entertain strangers. Because I was the least funny motherfucker out of a group of eight Same, boys. Bro. Same. Eight boys. Same. Least funny. So they're just like, I'll say, I'm doing this show. It doesn't matter how big it gets. Yeah. Live yeah. at the Apollo. Opening for Ricky Gervais. It doesn't, they but don't Doc, give a fuck. fuck. Doc, like, how, I, how real is cool. that though? That is the opposite of a yes man. Oh no, it's beautiful. I've got there. Beautiful. I was just telling you, my man, I was chilling with Gordon Ramsay the other day. My boy's like, shut the fuck up, bro. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. You remember that last scene? They don't give a shit. You remember that last scene? Bro, if, uh... if you were chilling with Noriego, it'd be a different story. That's different. That's, that's, different. Cool. that's different. You remember yeah, that last true. scene from the Facebook movie? What was it called? The Facebook movie? So, the so Social Network. Social Network. Yeah, remember yeah. the last scene? Where he's like, he's made Facebook, he's going to be a multi-millionaire, but he's still trying to refresh the screen to speak to this chick that right. won't speak to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of how it is. I'm not saying I'm on oh. Facebook levels, but I'm like, I would just, you know what? I just killed, last night, nine and a half thousand people in yeah. the spectrum Madness. in Oslo. You know, I floored them to the mm. point where I thought, you know what, tonight, because me and Ricky would joke about it. I would say, tonight, you got a job on your hands. Other yeah. nights, it's like, Ricky's like, Thank you. You were quite shit. Tonight, <laughs> I'm killing it. Last night, Ricky was like, great. All right, now I've got to right. fucking work. You know, because last night okay. I killed it. I but killed Doc, it. let me ask right? you a question, yeah? You in that 9,000 people, yeah? That's why I, I only invited my girl and her, and her best friend, yeah? Because I feel like with my girl, I'm very open. But my, I, I didn't invite anyone else. And I could have invited my Hauser boys. I could have bought, I could have bought loads of people. But I swear down, if anyone from my like Hauser boys or my boy, even the Crop Defend boys, any yeah. of them not was sitting in the crowd, yeah, I wouldn't be this open. Yeah, because yeah, I would yeah. feel nervous. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Because bro. they would be looking That's at me I'm like, fucking no, it's your boys. I would have yeah. done, he thinks I he's bad, a different yeah. set. He thinks he's funny, yeah? yeah? I would have done a different set well, last night. If I was there, if it would I saw, be if, I, like, if I saw one of those motherfuckers they in the crowd, throw I would have you done off. a different set. Also, no, also, also, oh, also, also, yeah, my proudest moment is the fact that one joke that I told you that's in the set the, about the fucking Renaissance painting. Oh, that's, that was a bit that became a bit. That, that became a that bit became in the a set. bit that revived Rob. my career for but, like a year. <laughs> Me and also, because I, le I legit... It wasn't even, I wasn't doing, I wasn't trying to do nothing. But no, that's what it's telling about you though, It bro. was funny as fuck. But that's what it's about, bro. It's, listen, let me, going on that fucking point, yeah. I called my boy up today. My boy was one of my best friends, yeah. I was, I was, I went to go visit my friends in a few, like six, seven months ago in Hounslow, yeah. My boy just moved in with this girl and he, his girl's brother is like this shotter in Hounslow. who's a big man, yeah. He's respected and he's moved into his house and they're living together. So it's a bit awkward, yeah. And when we went to go visit him, yeah, we were in the living room. It was like three, four in the morning and we were chatting to him he's all drunk yeah and it, we were like how's it working with the brother like is that awkward because you're obviously with his sister and that and he's going to me he's going listen yeah I'll fucking run this house yeah I'm the fucking big man around here yeah I'm gonna fucking take over the and we were going brag. why are you whispering the bro? whisper brag <laughs> the whisper brag is bro, the bro he was whispering like I'll whisper fucking brag. run this place yeah Ying he wants Yang to twins. fucking try something yeah he can fucking try it I'm the fucking king and we are like why are you whispering he's like nah, don't watch that don't watch that and then <laughs> So it's shit like that that inspires me. So it's not just my dad. In the new series, if you watch the latest episode, yeah, episode five, Chabuddy G's in the new shop, yeah, and he 
he's got a new boss and the boys come in and they're going stag 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 and they and Chibali she's told him that he's the boss of the place yeah so yeah. he's going you know what fucking, <laughs> he's going I'll fucking run this yeah, place the whisper yeah? break that guy yeah that fucking guy thinks he's sick yeah I'm the fucking boss around here yeah I'm the fucking player and then Steve goes why are you whispering bro <laughs> and he's like that's dope literally jacked it from yeah, a real life situation real. and I told my boy and my boy was so happy and he said to me you know what yeah. he went ask him you ain't shit I'm writing your material bro yeah. right? and that's love yeah. that's love that's beautiful and that's what, but here's the difference though here's the that difference beautiful. though that's that, beautiful what does an artist do I've always I've always debated this like what define an artist mm. I think no matter what genre you is an artist is someone who puts something into perspective there you go that is a skill that's like, the skill that you have that your boys fun- don't have I can be the funniest guy I can be the fucking the greatest actor yeah. but if I can put if I can't put it into perspective into a scene where it's got a, a setup and a punch yeah, and yeah, I can construct yeah. it into a scene and it makes sense and all this and that mm-hmm. then no one's gonna see it to the mass and in a way that's some sick shit yeah. Yeah. like that's yeah. some like yeah I, I'm fine so I don't need to control I'm not selling out yeah. but that's the, that's the talent that's the talent it's putting it into perspective and that's I always put something into perspective you know the greatest advice I got from my like when I did film and broadcast at uni yeah, the, I did script writing yeah. Yeah, like I took a you know module up on it and he said the greatest advice the greatest advice he gave me was write about what you know yeah. and it, it, that replies to, it applies to anything if you, you know music anything mm-hmm. you know the minute you know that someone's writing about something that they're trying to imagine or they're trying to put themselves you know, in those shoes. You yeah. can tell straight away. Like, you know when you see those actors, I don't know, in any criminal, they're like, yeah, wagwan, brav. And you're like, you've never been in any dangerous situation so in your life. so many of them. Write about what you know. And it's, it, that sincerity always comes through, no matter what you do. Like, There's so many comedians that do that and it's so fucking annoying. It's just like, it's, 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 it's insincere. And like yeah, you can, exactly. You, you can see that. Like, you know, I can always kind of tell when people are kind of chatting shit. Yeah. Because it's just- hey, Did I ever tell you about the time? <laughs> I was- It is that, it is that. Oh, it know? was one of the craziest situations uh, I've you ever know, been in. And I had to like, you know, I really was. shag a couple of men. And I turned around <laughs> and this guy said the most insane thing you've ever heard in your life. But it's like, write yeah. about what you know. Exactly. And, I, oh, and, and exactly. that's the best advice I've ever, ever been given. And it has helped me. And I've never, ever written about some fucking shit that I've never related to. Everything I've ever done creatively has been something that I've experienced. Yeah, because the truth, the truth is funny, man. I mean, we're, we're nearly out of time. I mean, be, yeah. the, the fact I've got one cue card with questions. And um, the top of the cue card is for you, Doc, okay. is whale meat. So oh, I, thought, I, thought, I just wanted to ask you before we cut it off. I just wanted to <laughs> tell everyone the story of the whale meat because it was so impressive. I walked into my hotel room last in, in Oslo, in Oslo yeah. yesterday and uh, it was a beautiful room and the, the fridge was there illuminated. I like an illuminated fridge with a glass door. I love that. It makes That's me feel beautiful. welcome. You know? Yeah. Quite but sexy. all that it's was really in there, sexy, all that sensual. was in there was a piece it's very of paper. Sensual. Yeah. Yeah. Sensual. All that was in there was I was already hard, and all, all that was in there was a, a piece of paper that I could see had been written on. I opened the door, I pulled out the piece yeah. of paper, and it said, um, "There's some whale meat in here. Uh, it's it's completely fresh. Really sorry, we we couldn't finish it before we left, but we wanted to leave it for you, so please enjoy." And the whale meat was not there because obviously, you know, the, the housekeeping housekeeping had come in <laughs> and taken the meat, but they left the note. They left the note, which I couldn't understand. No. 
the disappointment. Yeah. It was I would, I would have been excited to eat the whale meat. I know. Whale meat. The whale What do you do with whale meat? If you're in a hotel, you're in a hotel. What do you do with cold whale meat? In put it, fr- put it in a How sandwich. Do you enjoy that? That's what I put do with that everything. Shit in a I, sandwich, I love the way they bro. said we couldn't take it with us. Like I could take it with me. <laughs> you Wait, could, you where am big I taking was this whale meat? Where am I taking it? Where am I taking the whale meat? <laughs> um, so and then also rapping. That was another one of my things. Rapping got, was a question. That rapping. was a question. <laughs> rapping. <laughs> You're doing that. We're going back on tour in, in December, so That's we should right. at least yeah, talk about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do some more shows. I'm gonna. Uh, release a second single from my little comeback album with example yeah the single's called lights out it features a, an old friend of mine example and it's going to come out next month uh, alongside a, a vinyl <laughs> version of the album and then me and corin are gonna take the album back on tour for like 10 days so london True has story. come to the london show it'll be a lot of fun there you go and i should at least i should plug my new album again since i've got a captive audience this is where it gets good out September 29th. We've got some vinyl. You should get a vinyl before you leave. I should say it before you go. We've got some of the vinyl over there, some t-shirts and also some free lighters and stickers. So go fucking get that shit. And before we go as well, thank you all so much for coming. It means a lot. Very special, man. Yeah, thank you very Um, much, man. A good time. You've been absolutely incredible. This has been Thanks for Trying Podcast, episode 18. Thank you so much to my guests, Asim Chowdhury and Doc Brown. Make some fucking noise. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming and getting drunk with us on a Sunday night. Big up yourselves. Get home safe. You have been listening to episode 18 of the Thanks for Trying Podcast with myself, The Last Skeptic. Thank you so much to my guests, Asim Chowdhury and Doc Brown. Big thank you to everyone that came down and packed out the Phoenix and got absolutely smashed with us. Shout out to Seb White for recording it. Do not forget my brand new album, This Is Where It Gets Good, including this beat you're hearing right now, is out now. Go have a listen, go cop it, go do all that good shit. You'll make me very happy. The Thanks For Trying podcast will be back with more special guests and more offensive shit for episode 19. Big love. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.